Welcome to the Piped Up Podcast. I am your host, Wesley Jones. Joining me today is Austin Hamstring Hamlet and Matthew Edie Edson. <laughs> it's pronounced Eddie. No, we're talking about something else. <laughs> I'm scared. Oh, this is a great way to start, start a podcast. <laughs> start your podcast. <laughs> All right. I think we need to really start. No, absolutely not. This is gold. All right. Well, welcome to the Piped Up Podcast, uh, where today we are going to be talking Big Ten recruiting. Uh, very excited. But before we get started, I would like to ask if you haven't done so yet and you haven't left the show yet, um, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Piped Up Podcast. See our awesome graphics work we got going on over there. Also, we're on YouTube. So like and subscribe over there. That'd be awesome. And if you would like to do one more thing for us, that'd be great. If you could get on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review, it doesn't matter what you say. Uh, it just helps us get onto the charts and people to see us. Also, um, we're still on SoundCloud, too, right? We are on SoundCloud, yes. It's a little tougher to find us on SoundCloud, but that is also Piped Up Podcast. Um, and hopefully Spotify soon. We're working on it. Um, the best thing, I think, though, is just tell more people about it. Just you know, If you've got a friend that's a fan of a college football program or college football in general, tell them. Uh, the more people that are listening, the better. And I feel like the better we can do, I think the better we can do our jobs. Uh, so without further ado, we can go ahead and get into it. Uh, nothing crazy has been going on in college football this week that I know of. I haven't really seen anything. I might be forgetting something from the last time we recorded. But no big news, nothing crazy like fake recruits and stuff like that. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm really excited to get into it today. We are going to start with the Ohio State Buckeyes. They were the third-ranked team in the country in terms of recruiting this year, and it shows they have some absolute just – monsters of men coming in didn't uh, seem to matter that urban left no it really didn't ryan De well i think a lot of these guys committed under urban but i kind of wonder what the um i kind of wonder if they if they already kind of knew that urban was on the way out and maybe if they didn't if they had close enough relationship with ryan day that it really didn't matter i mean it's impressive that he was able to keep a lot of these oh, guys he kept still most of his guys the class finish what'd you say third overall third? that's good and they were also able to get um Justin Fields transferred from Georgia. That's huge. And he's eligible to play immediately, which is interesting. Um, this is just college football free agency, which I'm cool with. I don't care because uh, coaches can leave programs at will um, and players can't. I don't like that. NCAA, change it, or teams leave the NCAA. Ooh. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> Please don't sue us. We don't have money. Oh, they can't sue me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Again, please don't if you can. <laughs> Come at me. We're going to cut that from the show later. Uh, no, I, 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 there's, there's uh, professors at this school that were lawyers once. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, so one guy that uh, was really standing out to me, got him on my notepad here, Zach Harrison. He is an absolute beast. He's just physically super dominant. Uh, he was the number 12th player in the country, number two defensive end, number one player in Ohio. Uh, he is six. What is he? Six five. Yeah, six five. Two hundred and fifty three pounds. But his measurables are what stood off the page. That just jumped off the page to me. Six five two fifty runs a four four seven forty. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he has a th uh, almost a thirty eight inch vertical. Uh, he has got huge hands. Ten uh, ten and a quarter. Those are quarterback size hands. Mm -hmm. uh, like a great quarterback size hands. Um, and he's you know he's just an absolute physically dominant guy. He is super fast. Uh, he's still kind of raw uh, in terms of pass rushing ability. Uh, he was an absolute beast in the run game. But once he gets his moves down, once he gets some coaching in him, um, he's just been able to his whole life out-physical people. Uh, once he runs into people that he can't out-physical, I'm kind of interested to see. But I'm sure he's going to be just fine. Uh, another top-end guy they got, Garrett Wilson. He's just a freak athlete. Uh, where he kind of lacks in some of the, um, where he kind of lacks in the route running ability and the technicalities, he is just a physical freak. Number two wide receiver in the class, number five player out of Texas. Uh, they gave, uh, they given him a second to third round draft predict, uh, prediction. Uh, he he can line up in the slot, line up outside. Uh, he's a he's a great player. He's going to be great for that offense. Justin Fields is going to like throwing to him probably next year more than this year. Uh, another guy, I love this name. This was one of my favorite names that I got today uh, for this episode. Steel Chambers. Ooh. 
out of Roswell, Georgia. He's an athlete coming in, 6'1", 215 pounds, and they're really not sure where he's going to play yet. Uh, They're looking at him as an outside linebacker, inside linebacker, safety, or running back. He's an absolute bruiser of a running back, super powerful, hard-hitting guy, but he's got enough speed to play in the back end of the secondary. Uh, You know, he's, he's a great player. Uh, they compa- the, the comparison they gave him was his running ability was A.J. Dillon uh, from Boston College. Uh, but, I mean, he is an absolute freak athlete, uh, which most of the guys that Ohio State got are freak athletes. They got a running back, four-star Marcus Crowley, 6'1", 200 pounds, ho-hum. Um, you know, they've got good grief. They gave – so Justin Fields was rated as a .998 uh, on the composite score out of high school, he's rated at a perfect 100 um, coming in from uh, Georgia. Uh, they've got some other guys that I'm kind of interested to see. They've got a Harry Miller, five-star center uh, out of Buford, Georgia, 6'4", 305 pounds. God, that's so big. Sounds like a dirty name to me. Harry Miller. Yeah, you got Cade Stover, a four-star linebacker, 6'5", 235 pounds out of Mansfield, Ohio. Uh, you know, they got players from all over the country. They, they did a really good job grabbing some Ohio guys. Though. Noah Potter out of Minner, Ohio. Tommy Eichenberg out of Cleveland. Uh, you've got Ryan Jacoby also out of Minter, Ohio. Uh, so you got a lot of Ohio guys. You got guys from everywhere. But they did a really good job of locking up the talent in their state, which I always find very interesting and a very important thing for teams to do. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for Ohio State. They're good. They got good players. And they're going to stay fairly decent. You got your hot take for Ohio State? I don't, I don't know if it's really that much of a, it's really a not hot a hot, take. It's not a hot take. But even though they've had these uh, really good uh, recruiting classes, and they, and they got Justin Fields, um, who you know a lot of people are expecting to make a big splash. As long as they don't put him in as a punt blocker oh on gosh, special teams and try to run a fake punt oh because no one saw that coming but but ryan day you'll probably hear some thoughts about okay ryan day is going to make the uh the playoffs in his first year it, it's not going to no. happen it's going to take it's still going to take a couple years just for his system to to get understood and implemented the, just the way he wants it so no uh, a I, uh, years. I think uh, i think one of the worst jobs kirby smart has done was keeping justin fields happy um, if he could have kept him happy, he has a great quarterback. But, mm, okay, whatever. Um, Kirby Smart is just an overrated Mark Richt. Anyways, uh, we can move on to your team. Let's do it. The nemesis of Ohio State. Let's talk Ooh. about Michigan football. Yeah, are they? I mean, they I, are. I would say. They, I mean, yeah, they're a big rival, but they haven't beat them in, like, what, 10 years? Jim Harbaugh's been mm. good at times and yeah. not so good yeah. at when it mattered. Yeah, he made a Super Bowl once. <laughs> different world dad khakis so uh yeah <laughs> michigan finished last year ranked 22nd finished this year ranked eighth even after uh, a somewhat disappointing uh season uh their top overall recruit uh, nationally ranked 46th overall four-star running back uh zach uh charbonnet uh out of california six foot two 215 pounds uh, when, I, when I think of Michigan football over the past couple of years, I haven't really seen a running back really stand out and lead mm-hmm. this offense. I think Absolutely. that's that's one of the missing pieces. Mm-hmm. So if this guy can, you know, develop over this first year and then really come out and play next year, maybe even the year after. Um, I, I think that's really what they what they need. Uh, you know, this guy's got the vision. I mean, he can see the holes and, and, and find the blockers downfield to get behind. Um, he's got speed, you know. He's dangerous in the open field, so uh, I know that Michigan fans uh, definitely want him to to be uh, all that he is hyped to be. Uh, they also, you know, think of Michigan. You think of their defense. They got Mozzie Smith coming in, defensive tackle, six foot three, two hundred ninety pounds, out of Grand Rapids, and uh, and and, th- and their defense has had uh, really pretty good coverage. Their linebackers have been playing lights out. Defensive backs pretty good. But but I think the line could be a little bit more disruptive. I think I think Mozzie could be someone that could come in and uh, and and help disrupt some of those things um, f- with that offense. Maybe make their make the defense a little bit harder to uh, to plan around. So uh, they got him, uh, Jalen Perry, uh, cornerback, uh, four star cornerback. Uh, got a pro style uh, quarterback in Cade McNamara out of Reno, Nevada, pro style guy. Uh, number seven ranked pro style quarterback in this recruiting class. And then they got Eric all, um, maybe this guy could be the next, uh, Jake, Butt. 
Uh, <laughs> I, that's his name. Receiving yeah, time. I mean, Jake Bob was really good with Michigan. I yeah, mean, until he tore his ACL. I thought he was going to be really dominant in the NFL, but uh, problems. Yeah, I mean, tearing ACL, it's it's a different Tough. story. But I mean, this is this guy Eric All. I mean, he's a receiving tight end that uh, he can, he can still block um, against some of those blitzing linebackers. If you put him against a, a bigger end, or you know, you have a. Uh, defensive tackle crashing his way i'm not sure how much he's going to be able to do against that but uh he's someone that if if used properly he can be a game changer for them uh looking down through the rest of it i mean they got some big linemen coming in guys six foot four chris hinton uh, trente jones six foot six um just you know a lot of guys around 300 pounds got some got some good weight moving into their to their offensive line and uh just see how well that uh you know, Jim Harbaugh is able to develop and use these guys, and uh, maybe things will turn out for Michigan one of these days. One of these days, I don't, I don't. <clears throat> maybe I'm wrong, but I don't, I don't see, um, I don't see Harbaugh there much longer. I don't, I don't see it. But maybe I'm wrong. They want him to work out so badly. They want it to work out, but I think he's going to be jumping back into the pros within the next five years. Um, so this one, that's a, that's a hot take. Yeah, within five years, I think he's back Spicy. in the league. This one hurts me a little bit to talk about. I'm not going to lie, you guys. Um, I When we were sitting there, when me and Austin sat down to talk about who's going to take what teams, because that's how we do it. We just kind of pick what teams we want to talk about, and we'll split amongst the rest, like the Illinois. Actually, I kind of wanted to talk about the Illinois. Uh, but I knew that I had to talk about Penn State as much as I hate Poach Franklin. Um, James Franklin is um, – Excellent, excellent coach, honestly. Great guy. Well, if he's great. listening, is there anything that you'd want to say to Coach Franklin? <sighs> why did you do it? <laughs> uh, I know why you did it. You did it for the money, and you did it for your home state team. I get it. But, God, man. Oh. What was I? Uh, was that 2013? End of the third, right in 2013, I believe. I'm not a Vanderbilt 2014. fan. I don't know. It was right at, it was trained to 2014. So what? 17 year old Wesley, heartbroken. Mm. You broke my 17 year old heart, James. You were the first person to break my heart. <laughs> you, you know, I'm gonna say you're the first person to break my heart. The first man to break. You're the heart. first man and the last man so far. Anyways, uh, <laughs> getting <laughs> into these recruits. Gosh. Uh, getting into these recruits that he got because he's a heck of a recruiter. Uh, Brandon Smith is his top guy. Uh, let me make sure I got that right. Yeah, Brandon Smith, top guy, early enrollee, 6'4", 228 pounds, five-star guy out of Mineral, Virginia. And uh, quick guy and the comparison. And this is – I was okay. I was doing great. I was like – I had the right mindset going into this recruiting. And then I, I started looking at who they have this guy player comp as. And Brandon Smith, so he's 6'4", 228 pounds. So that's a tall, skinnier inside linebacker, uh, which James Franklin once recruited a tall, skinny linebacker to Vanderbilt uh, who grew in to be a second-round pick for the Houston Texans and Zach Cunningham. And that's who the player comp is. And, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm glad I'm glad Zach didn't leave with Coach Franklin. Uh, some other guys. Shout-out Saquon. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, there are some other guys that were on this list that I thought were interesting. A uh, pretty interesting recruit that I saw, T.J. Jones, uh, 6'185 185-pound, three-star wide receiver out of Lake City, Florida. Uh, that's my dad's name, so that's pretty cool. Uh, my dad is not 6'1", 185 pounds, but, or is he a wide receiver? No. But this guy, is he'll, he's solid. Um, they do have they got to figure out their quarterback situation. I, I, I couldn't tell you who there's, who's fighting for it right now. Uh, but they've got some they got some guys coming in that are going to compete at least. Uh, they got Michael Johnson Jr., 6'3", 195 pounds, four-star guy, dual threat, athlete. I mean, you know, Taquan Robertson, another four-star dual threat guy, 6'185 pounds. Uh, let's see, who else? There was one other guy that I wanted to talk about. Where is he? He's not an early enrollee, and it's Joseph Apaya Darkwa. He is coming from Dusseldorf Panther, the U19 team in Germany. He has a six foot five, two hundred and seventy pound defensive tackle, three star, uh, the number one player coming out of Germany uh, in college football this year, which is interesting, I guess. Uh, they got a couple other guys. They got some transfers that are coming in that are wow. They got a th immediate transfer in George Campbell. He's a, he's a five star, six four, two hundred and two pound. Dang, that's a big wide receiver. Uh, they got some. Uh, they got Joey Porter Jr. Joey Porter is that 
the Joey Porter son. Can you look that up for me? Joey Porter played for Tennessee, right? Is that right? Mm. Maybe he didn't play for Tennessee. He's an older guy. My dad knows who Joey Porter is. Right now, I think it just said that up there. Scroll up. The son of former NFL NFL linebacker linebacker Joey Joey Porter. Porter. Yep, he is. Played for the Steelers. Yes. Okay. What uh, what position they got this kid playing? Uh, He is 6'2", 185-pound, four-star corner. So he has got the pedigree. Uh, Penn State had a solid class. Honestly, I would expect a little bit higher of a recruiting class because James Franklin is a great recruiter, uh, and he's got more resources and you know more more access to players at Penn State. Uh, but he was only he was sixth last year. He fell to thirteenth this year. Uh, so get it up, Poach. Uh, it's your it's your best it's your best quality as co- or as uh, recruiting. Let's let's see a little bit better recruiting, Poach. <laughs> that's all. No, that's, that's all. all I got. Got. That, that's all I got on Penn State. I, right. I can't talk about it anymore without it making me sad. Yeah, you'll start getting negative. I'll just start like foaming at the mouth when I think about it. Yeah, we don't need that for the YouTube. Well, let's go talk about Wisconsin football. Badger football on Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin uh, nationally ranked twenty seventh uh, last year, finishing forty fourth. Uh, Wisconsin's a team that that I I'm a really big uh, Paul Christ fan. Uh, I, I like what he's doing in Wisconsin. He kind of reminds me, honestly, of the Big Ten uh, Gary Patterson. <laughs> okay. Honestly, that, that that's my take on him. Uh, maybe more a little bit offensive side of the ball and, like, Gary's defensive side of the ball. But just consistent teams with, uh, you know, decent recruiting. Um, like, I look at this class. They, they got 19 that signed letters of intent, no early enrollees. And they only got three guys in state, oh, which wow. I thought was interesting. Um, well, Wisconsin isn't known for its high school football. I mean, it's it's not, but um, but they got they got some guys like their top overall recruit. Uh, I said that guy. Um, I forgot his name already. That uh, one of Michigan's uh, top rated recruits was from Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids keeps pumping them out. They got yeah. uh, Logan Brown, uh, who is uh, the number seventeenth ranked player in this class, five star offensive tackle. Uh, who committed to play at Wisconsin? Wow. To uh, he probably thought he was going to protect uh, protect Alex Hornibrook, uh, but but not really anymore since he was announced, announced he's today? transferring. I want to say he was either today or yesterday. Okay, it's been a long. Well, day. I mean, when this show comes out, this was a week ago. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, this show comes out next uh, Wednesday, March what fourth, fifth, something like that, sixth. I don't <laughs> know. That's one of those days. <laughs> next Wednesday. Yeah, but out, but out Alex Warnybrook and in uh, Graham Mertz. If you if you have any uh, you know player that's you know had a lot of experience that's leaving, I mean it's tough to see a guy like that go. That, oh yeah, you know you've invested a lot in. But if you're gonna have faith in anybody, uh, I mean I think this guy uh, you know is the one to believe in. Uh, six foot three, two hundred five, number three ranked uh, pro style quarterback uh, in Graham Mertz. Um, I mean he, he had offers from Alabama, Clemson. Georgia. I mean, this is a guy who who's accurate, good decision making quarterback. I mean, I think this is exactly the guy to uh, you know really be the next man up and, and help you know maybe push this team over the edge and uh, maybe upset some some really good Big Ten teams. I, I really like the what the Big Ten has been doing in recruiting this year. Uh, going down through the rest of this list, uh, you know they got they got some good four stars, uh, you know some some three stars. Uh, one of their three stars that stands out to me, he's uh, the number one running back in state, uh, Julius Davis, and you might recognize that game because he actually went viral on some of his runs that he had in his high school days. Uh, just scouts have said mm. he's got exceptional balance and outstanding uh, tackle breaking ability. He's only a three star. He's only three star. I mean, he's five foot eleven, one ninety. I mean, he's not a bruiser, Mm-mm. but he just he just slips out of them. So I mean, if he if he puts on some some weight and okay. uh, you know, I, I think that he could be someone that sneaks up, uh, maybe not on the radar of a lot of people, but I, I think he's one to watch. And then uh, Skyler Myers is another one. Uh, that's an outside linebacker, six foot three, two hundred pounds. He's not nationally ranked uh, three star guy, uh, and and he he's one that I think I think he's another one that's got really good decision making ability as far as like you know speed, strength. I mean, I don't really think that it's exceptional, but it's it's more than adequate uh, for any of the Tennessee Volunteer fans out there. Skylar Myers reminds me a lot of Colton Jumper. 
uh, the former walk-on at Tennessee that ended up uh, starting a lot of games and really did did pretty good, uh, just with a lot you know high uh, high motor and uh, just making really good decisions. I think that he could be a really good role player for this Wisconsin defense. So, Wisconsin, you got a good class. So, as a as a Vanderbilt fan, football is sometimes hard. Um, and when I see teams like Northwestern who are in that same boat with us. Purple Vandy? Yeah, Purple Vandy, Big Ten Vandy. Uh, you know, we, we had that basketball game in the tournament that I don't want to talk about. But um, – could you look up that score, please? Nope, we'll do. <laughs> it was no, it was it was so sad. Matthew Fisher Davis fouled somebody while we were up one, and they got to shoot two free throws, and they won the game. Um, still love you, Matthew Fisher Davis. Um, anyways, they, they, I mean, this class is almost identical to Vanderbilt. There's no four stars. Everybody in the class is three stars, and uh, you know they're just they're solid. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald was rumored to be taking the uh, Green Bay Packers head coaching position. Uh, but they ended up going a different direction. I believe they got Lafleur. They did get Lafleur. They got Lafleur out of Tennessee, uh, the Titans, not the Vols. That is, uh, there's some. They got some solid guys. Their highest rated guys, 388th nationally, in Jensen Hooper Price, six five, six four, six five, 206 pound wide receiver, out of Houston, Texas. They got Thomas Gordon, a six foot four, 230 pound tight end. Uh, Connor Foster, who's got an interesting haircut. I'm not sure if I'm a fan of it or not. I definitely couldn't pull it off. It's the Mr. T look. Yeah. 6'6", 270-pound offensive tackle out of Milford, Ohio. I like this name, Duke Olgis. Mm. Uh, 6'5", 255-pound defensive end out of Winnetka. Winnetka? Winnetka, Illinois. That's what we're going to go with. Um, so, yeah, I mean, everybody on here, three-star guys. There's nobody that really stood off the page to me. I, I do like, out of Blue Springs, Missouri, Conrad Rowley, a 6'4", 275-pound offensive guard. Uh, I, liked, I liked his game a little bit. Uh, he was the 23rd offensive guard in the state of Missouri. But most of these guys are going to be, you know, it, they're going to be a little underrated, I think, some of them. And, you know, whether it's because they committed to Northwestern or Northwestern found them, whichever that is, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I think it's more of where they end up signing early. They don't get looked at as much. Uh, but some of these guys, you know, they've got a chance, and they will be competing just, you know, they this is a little bit better class, the 58th last year, 51st this year. Um Last year they were worse in the Big Ten, and now they are 12th. So improvement, yay. Um, I think that Northwestern, you know, they're just going to have to, they're going to have to fight harder on, you know, in the practice fields and on the on the fields because they're not as talented as the other teams in the Big Ten. But every now and then you see Northwestern. I mean, what Northwestern was in the Big Ten title game last year. So. Yeah, Northwestern was in the Big Ten title game. They got curb stomped by Ohio State, but they were in it. Uh, and th so they're good teams. Pat Fitzgerald is a great coach. But the problem is, is um, you can double-check that, but I'm like 99% positive it was Northwestern in the Big Ten title game. They got smacked around, but they were definitely there, uh, which they just got out-talented by Ohio State. Which, you know, he is correct. Ohio State win 2018 Big Ten football championship game over Northwestern. Boom. Try to fact check when we can. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I was pretty positive of that, but I'm glad that you went back and looked at it. Um, so, yeah, this was, a, this was a solid team last year. They got some solid guys coming in. Uh, and I believe, I believe they got to replace Clayton Thorson, the quarterback. And I'm looking. They did not grab a quarterback in this class. No, they did not. So I'll have to go back and look at their depth charts during their breakdown. I'm hoping they already got somebody there. Uh, but that's really all for Northwestern. Solid team last year um, and maybe looking to take the next step this year. All righty. And uh, now we can move on to Purdue football, Jeff Brom. Uh, I, I feel like I'm seeing a trend uh, over these past few teams where they're just, they've been making big jumps uh, recruiting-wise, the Big Ten has. Uh, like Purdue finished 51 uh, previous year now they're ranked 25 in this recruiting class projected next year to finish around 52 <laughs> but you know you never know uh they ended up signing 24 total players uh which is pretty impressive uh for purdue football uh they got a pair of really good wide receivers in this class they got david bell and milton wright these were both uh, all-american game players 
uh, David Bell, six foot one, two hundred pounds, out of Indiana. Uh, dude's got out of high school nine and a half inch hands. Uh, his pro comparison uh, is is pretty pretty nice. Uh, ever heard of a guy named Calvin Ridley? Yeah, solid. Yeah, very very <laughs> solid, solid, especially in uh in college. Yeah. Uh, David Bell right now is uh, projected to be a second or third round kind of player in the draft. Uh, I mean, he's just that guy that that gets uh, separation uh, on every play. Um, and, and Milton Wright, I mean, he he's got a, a similar skill set. Milton Wright actually had more offers uh, from some of those uh, blue chip programs like Alabama and Ohio State. And uh, he he's a guy that that it's a little bit more of an athlete where he could play uh, a safety on the defensive side of the ball. But you know, like like David, I mean, they're both threats to score every time they touch the ball. Uh, moving through the rest of this class, uh, Mershon Rice is another guy who – he played defensive back in high school. But, I mean, they could really have three elite receivers in this class, I think. Uh, I mean, they, they got some some really talented guys in this class. Uh, they got King uh, Duru, uh, running back, 5'11", 205, out of Texas. Will not be playing for – what two years, but because he's going to be behind Rondale Moore, <laughs> right? But I mean, just you know, add, adding to you know that rotation. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that offense depth. is going to be nasty. They got uh, Paul Pifferi. Uh I'm definitely saying that. Name How do you wrong. spell that? P i f r. Wait, P i f e r i. Yeah, sure. Pifferi. Pifferi. Anyways, Pifferi. Six foot five, uh, two hundred and ten pounds out of California. Uh, 29th ranked pro style quarterback. He's definitely got the size, the height. Um, got got a couple tight ends in this class. A uh, lot of line uh, linebackers. Uh, Brooks Cormier is uh, out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Punter. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, number f- uh, fifth. Number fifth. Number fifth. <laughs> number fifth ranked punter. Slap that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, so so uh, you know, Boilermaker football. Uh, you got some some pretty good players in this class, uh, especially some playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. I would love to see a high-powered Purdue offense. I hope not next year because we have to play them at Purdue. I would love for uh, it to be next year. Um, Brom gone after next year? No. No? You think no. he's there for the long run? Not for the long run, but I, I, I think that he's going to be loyal to this program. I am shocked. I'm shocked that Ohio State didn't try to scoop him up. I think they felt like they had their guy in Ryan Day. Mm-hmm. But Brom, I'm shocked he didn't get scooped up. I think once one of these big programs has an opening, Penn State. He, um, he's still flying under the radar, I think. I, I, I don't know. I he think got, he's getting the attention that he, he deserves. He he didn't have a great year last year. I'll say that. he They had a down year last year. Uh, but, you know, I think that – I think I don't know if he'll be there in two years. He might be there this year at the end of – you know, to start next year. But two years, that's tough. Um, so now moving into Iowa, I'm actually a pretty big fan of Iowa. I like Iowa football, um, and they've got some solid guys. Now I'm sure everybody that's an Iowa Hawkeye football fan is wanting to know what their tight end situation is looking like, which is very fair. They are a tight end factory. I mean, they got two guys that are probably going to be first round draft picks this year. On top of that, they had, uh, Oh, what's his name? Plays for the 49ers tight end, uh, Kittle, George Kittle. Uh, so, you know, they are a football tight end factory right now. So their tight ends that they've got coming in, Logan Lee, 6'5", 239 pounds out of Orion, Illinois. They also have Josiah Miamin, or Mi- Miamin out of Dunlap, Illinois, 6'4", 225 pounds, three-star guy. Uh, they have Sam Laporta out of Highland, Illinois, 6'4", 225 pounds, and then I believe they got one more. No, that was all of them. Oh, this was an interesting one that I found. Uh, he's a transfer. He's a punter. Michael Sleep Dalton, 6'2", 210 pounds, transferring from Arizona State. Big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they got a, they got they had a couple of four-star guys. Justin Jacobs, 6'3", 205 pound outside linebacker out of Clayton, Ohio. And Ezra Miller, 6'6", 305 pounds out of Ridgeview. Uh, high school in Holstein, Iowa. Um, maybe that's Holstein. Um, you know, Iowa. I, when I think Iowa football, I think of excellent. Uh, I think of excellent offensive linemen, excellent tight ends, subpar quarterback play, and pretty good running backs. Um, and maybe Alex Padilla out of Inglewood, Inglewood, Colorado, 
190-pound pro-style quarterback, three-star guy. Maybe he's the answer at quarterback moving forward. We'll see. They've got Shadrick Bird, 5'9", uh, 211-pound guy, three stars, pretty solid running back. And then I think there was one other guy that I wanted to touch on. Maybe not. I'm not seeing. Oh, there he is, Chris Reams. 6'7", 225-pound defensive end out of Van Meter, Iowa. Okay. That is a – okay. He is tall, but he needs to put some weight, I would think. 6'7", 225? That's yeah. slim. Yeah. That's pretty slim. I'm sure he's going to get put on a great meal plan once he gets to college. Because, I mean, look at his, his teammate coming in, same position, Jake Kurchinski, 6'5", 245, two inches shorter, 20 pounds heavier. He's definitely going to need to put on some mass, but that is going to be an interesting. If he puts on the weight and he's still got the same level of speed and explosiveness, he'll be a fun player to watch in the future. They have a wide receiver who's 6'4", 190. Uh, that's, that's more – I would say that's more common. But that's still pretty skinny. I mean, that's skinny. thin. That's a thin or receiver. 6'4", dude. Yeah. Man, I wish I <laughs> – Well, okay, I was 190 at one point at 6'4", but I wasn't muscular or anything like that. So, yeah, that's, that's thin. But – well, that is all I got for Iowa. They're they're a solid team. Uh, really looking forward to seeing what Kirk Ferentz will put out. What? Good Lord. He's been there for almost 20 years now. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he puts out with this team. All right. What about Nebraska? Is mm. it, we talked about uh, last episode if, uh, if Texas was going to be back. What about Nebraska next year? Is Scott Frost going to have – uh, Nebraska back because if you if you think back to his second year at UCF, didn't they go undefeated his second second year? year? They went winless and then no, it was winless, good season, then undefeated. I think. I think so. I think it was. I think it. Yeah, I think they went winless to. They. I think they were around like six and six. Yeah. His first year Average. and then went undefeated after that, which I think they went around six and six this year. Nebraska, I think. Yeah. What, five did you see what they did? Five. What was that again? Nebraska's Nebraska. their overall record. Because I want to say they were close to 500. I don't know if they were quite there. I mean, they started off the season. I, I want to say they fin- started the season off 0-4, and 0-5, and five, and really came together midway through and uh, and finished the season really pretty decent. Overall, 4-8. Four, 4-8. Uh, four four eh, a little bit worse. 3-6 and six in conference, 4-3 and three at home, 0-5 oh away. Mm. I think they had s- some some close games that didn't, the ball didn't bounce their way. They, that, that they could have been, been winnable. They started slow. I do yeah. remember that. They started really slow. I mean, they started off getting beat a lot, and then they, they, they started closing. Yeah, they, they had some close games at the end. But anyways, let's let's get into some of these players. So uh, they'll have uh, – oh, what's his name? Their, their quarterback back, Adrian Martinez. Martinez, yeah. Uh, they'll have him back, former uh, Tennessee commit. Um, really impressed uh, as a true freshman with mm-hmm. Nebraska. Um, he had the injury, but I'm sure that uh, you know with that rehab that that he'll be back and as good as he's ever been next year. Uh, but to pair with him, they went and got the number one all-purpose back in the nation and uh, and the number one uh, running back in the state of Kentucky in uh, Wandell Robinson, uh, five foot nine, 175 pounds. I'm I'm kind of surprised they listed him as all-purpose. Okay. Um, just because of his size, but. Um, I mean, he he's someone that you said four star. I mean, he's a he's a four star guy. I mean, I, I I'm guessing it's all purpose because they'll, they'll use him a lot in, in the pass game. I mean, he's not gonna be someone that's gonna break too many tackles, but no, you know, just a shifty guy overall. And and they got a lot of athletes in this class. They got they got a total of uh, four athletes that are listed. I I think one guy, um, in particular could could be a fifth. Uh, athlete as well. He's technically as another all-purpose back, but Ronald uh, uh, Tompkins, uh, 5'11", 195 pounds. Uh, I think he is someone that can maybe play uh, maybe as like a safety on the defensive side of the ball. But uh, Nola Pola Gates, okay? Noah Pola Gates. Nola, Noah Pola Gates Okay, is uh, is one of their, their higher-ranked players. He, he's a four-star guy uh, out of Gilbert, Arizona, uh, five foot eleven. Uh, he needs to put on some weight. He's only one hundred and sixty-five pounds, but he had offers from uh, uh, USC. Uh, and his comparison in the NFL is uh, how is it? Jair Alexander. J- J- uh, yeah, uh, uh, the one that plays for uh, the Packers. Who yeah. he's really uh, done pretty good. Um, so so he's someone that Nebraska. 
Nebraska has a lot of pieces on the offensive side of the ball that they need to put together, but they need they need to find their pieces on defense. That mm-hmm. that's their area that is of concern uh, as far as I go. And they, and they got they got some some players, uh, a lot of linemen, a couple of linebackers. Um, secondary, I think they may could have added a couple of guys to help the secondary out. Um, but I guess to answer the question I asked you, I don't think Nebraska is going to be back no. next year. But I think they could get closer. To I think they'll be I think they could finish six and six. I think they're bold. I think they'll get in a bowl game. I I will say I never felt so bad for somebody leaving a job as I felt for Scott Frost when he was leaving UCF. They beat Memphis in the conference championship game, and it had already been announced that he was gone, uh, pretty much. Like it was announced during the game that he was leaving, and they were asking him about it after the game, and just. The emotion that he had, he loved UCF. He really and he did. he was a he was a Nebraska quarterback, so I get that. Like I get wanting to go back home, but man, that tore him up. You could see it. I mean, it was very obvious that it tore him up, and so I felt bad for him a little bit. Um, I don't. I, I, I kind of might have wanted to stay at UCF. I don't know. Again, when, when Mama calls, you go home. You do. So I, I get it. Um, but I, he's got he's got his work cut out for him. So. Michigan State, the favorite team of our graphics design uh, person in Joshua Casper, uh, head coach Mark D'Antonio, he's got a solid class coming in. Um, they've got Devontae Dobbs, 6'4", 304-pound, four-star offensive guard. Um, he's the number one offensive guard in the country. They also have Julian Barnett, a 6'2", 189-pound corner, four-stars, uh, out of Belleville, Michigan. They've got some, uh, let's see, they've got Trayvon Morgan, a 6'6", 215-pound, three-star wide receiver out of Ohio. Um, let's see, Peyton Thorne, a three-star dual-threat quarterback, 6'2", 187. Here's a, I like this name, Maverick Hansen out of Farmington, uh, Michigan, 6'5", 270-pound defensive tackle. They've got Jack mm, Baumeister. Boomeister? Probably Boomeister. Boomeister out of Australia. Uh, he <laughs> that was not an Australian That was accent, not Australian. Okay. I was trying, but it just <laughs> didn't come. Well, I got caught off guard because he's not got a listed height or weight on 24-7. Um, so he is – could you – I'm I'm now curious. Whether, could you try to find his uh, height and weight for me somewhere? Uh, because 24-7 does not have it. Interesting. Um, so they got a solid class. What were they last year? They they were not. Yeah, they were bowl eligible. They were seven and five, I believe. They played Oregon in a horrid bowl game. That game was awful. Now I rem- the only reason I remember that they were bowl eligible was because of how horrid their bowl game was with Oregon. It was so boring. It was like it was ten nine or something like that. Mm. Um, not a fun game to watch. Um, ooh, score update just came through the Vanderbilt Commodores. Defeated the Lady Vols seventy four to sixty six, mm. yay! <laughs> Fire Holly, yeah, six three one hundred ninety five pounds. Okay, well he's a punter. Uh, on the I had to go to like thirteen different websites because even on the Pro Cooker Australian website they don't even have his listed. measurables. Interesting. Has class of twenty nineteen measurables height blank dash weight dash blank. <laughs> Interesting. Keeping it under wraps. Trey Mosley six two hundred eighty pound wide receiver. Honestly. He, this was a 30th overall class, uh, but this isn't really what I was expecting from Michigan State. I was expecting a better class, but last year they were 31st, so th- I, they're going to hover. I was, I'm expecting more of a top 25, flirting with a top 20 class. I don't think D'Antonio's got that much longer at Michigan State. I think their fan base is going to get a little restless, and they're going to want a little bit more. Uh I don't know. Maybe they maybe they're complacent with seven and five, seven and five, nine and three. Who did they upset last year? Um, I don't know. I don't have their schedule. Let me see. I mean, the the thing is, he he could get canned, but he's gonna get picked up by somebody else just with his resume. Oh yeah, unless unless he retires. I mean, I could see him retiring at some point soon. Uh, I would like to point out that Arizona State rallied to upset Michigan State, Michigan State last yeah. year. So just want to uh, throw that out there. See, they oh they knocked off Penn State. You're right. There we go. Way to go, Michigan State. <laughs> be be proud. Uh, they gave Michigan 21 to seven loss. 
uh, or no, they beat. Sorry, they lost to Michigan twenty-one to seven. Nebraska beat them nine to six. There we go. Big yeah. Ten I'm not, I football, that baby. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah, these scores. Screen. Oh, I'm sorry. The Oregon Michigan State bowl game was seven to six. They lost two games by less than three points, where That's they tough. only scored six. <laughs> Big Ten football, baby. They lost Arizona State by three points too. Yeah, they okay. So like looking at this, their losses pretty close, and their wins also pretty close. They lost by ten to Northwestern, fourteen to Michigan. Uh, they lost by twenty to Ohio State, but uh, yeah, they had a eh, eh season and and meh recruiting class. I'm not the biggest fan of Michigan State, but I'm I'm interested to see how much longer D'Antonio is there. Um, we'll see. This class is solid. They've got they've got good guys coming in, but nobody really jumped off to me. Um, I'm I'm still scrolling through it, trying to see if there was anybody that I remember that just jumped off. Okay, Mentor Ohio, can you can you look up the population of Mentor Ohio for me? Because <laughs> how do you spell that? M E N like mentor, like you mentor okay, somebody. Okay. Men- yeah, this is the third player that I have seen from Mentor Ohio, and I have never heard of Mentor. They're turning out D1 athletes. As of 2017, 47,121 wow, people. Okay, so so it's pretty big. It's a bigger area. Okay. My apologies, Mentor. I mean, that's still smaller than Jackson, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like Hendersonville size. Turning out three D1 athletes, D1 football players in a year? I mean, it, it's probably not typical, but that, no, that's, that's impressive. Solid. That's solid. Way to go, Mentor. Um, so that's all I got on Michigan State. Solid, solid. See if they ever want to take that next step and be a powerhouse. Pretty hard in the Big Ten when you got Michigan and Ohio State right there. Yeah, and and it's even harder for a team uh, like Indiana Oof. as well. Uh, not the most uh, notorious for talent in the state of uh, Indiana, but they did get uh, a four-star, tenth-ranked uh, running back in uh, in this class out of Samson James. That that's in-state, okay. um, which, which I think is important to note. And th- really, I'm, I'm impressed They're with Indiana that they got five early enrollees because I don't okay. think that's typical. That doesn't for sound them. typical. And with with Samson James, he's some someone that the scouts has noted that he when when he runs, he runs with reckless abandon. He he hits holes without hesitation, which is something that I think I've seen really good running backs underperform because they were hesitating too much so even if you have a little bit of a dip in talent if you just go sometimes you can get off and break those long ones uh they also said that uh james is effective as a pass blocker uh he's someone that can catch screens for a few yards but he's not really gonna go out uh he's not a really a known receiver uh they got uh bo robbins out of Indiana as well. That's a defensive end, six foot four, two hundred thirty-eight pounds, uh, four-star defensive end. Uh, he is w- probably the only defensive lineman in this class that Indiana got that is going to get hit with those double teams. He just has really uh, impressive lateral quickness to me. Uh, I, th- I think he's someone that that's going to be a challenge to block. But the biggest sleeper in Indiana's class, to me, is David Ellis out of Michigan. He's listed as a six-foot, 190-pound wide receiver. I think this guy could could play slot. I think he could be a running back. I think he could play safety. I think it really just depends on where the biggest need is, Mm -hmm. and that's where he's going to go, and he's going to do good in that position. So David Ellis – Really, I, th- I think Indiana did pretty good uh, in this recru- recruiting class. Uh, was about 10 spots higher from the previous year. I haven't, I haven't seen anyone yet that's actually uh, down from last year. It seems like everybody, everyone that I've had is actually improved. Coming up. Yeah. Could, could you try to say uh, their defensive tackle, who's 6'2", 321's last name, please? First name, Co. would love to see you try this. I'm trying to see it. <laughs> Why do you do this to me? Co no fagato to o. No fagato. Okay. Owa or o o. No. Okay. Yeah. Co no fagato to. Ah, sir, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I good on 
Hey, good on you. You made it D1, man. <laughs> uh, also, we've got 19 more guys that made it D1 for Maryland uh, under new head coach Mike Loxley, uh, which is really interesting. Um, he was Alabama's offensive coordinator for a year, and then he's bouncing uh, under the Saban uh, Rehab Coaching Center. Uh, because his head coaching experience is not great. Uh, Maryland took a chance on him. They got some good assistant coaches. They got they, they 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 they're solid. And what really helped them is their their transfers they have coming in. They've got four four star transfers coming in. Wow. Uh, two of them from Virginia Tech and Josh Jackson and Sean Zafoy. Josh Jackson, I was really high on him last year. If you go back and listen to the Virginia Tech episode, really high on Josh Jackson, and then he gets hurt. Uh, so. You know, take that for what it's worth. He's a pretty daggum good quarterback. Uh, Keandre Jones is also coming in from Ohio State. Uh, and then you've got some other guys. I'm trying to see. They got a couple of four star guys out of high school as well. They got Nick Cross, six foot, 206 pound safety out of Maryland. Uh, Isaiah Hazel, four star wide receiver, six, 190 pounds. And Lance Legendry. A 6'2", 205-pound dual-threat quarterback who will be fighting with Josh Jackson to get that starting job. Uh, some other guys on here, Cameron Blunt, 6'2", uh, 216-pound outside linebacker. Uh, he was he was an interesting one to be watching on the film. I'm trying to find the one. Mason Lunsford, a 6'5", 305-pound offensive tackle, and he was, he's a pretty good tackle. Uh, I, I'm, I am glad that Maryland – I hate the term sleeping giant, but Maryland has that kind of vibe to me where there is a lot of talent in the Baltimore and D.C. areas that they could really, really, if they could lock down that recruiting, they'll be in a pretty good place. Um, they got some other guys. You got a New Jersey guy in Tal uh, Tyler DeVera, 6'4", 227-pound tight end, four-star, um, or three-star, sorry. Um and then they've got Malik Jackson, another 6'4", 225-pound tight end. Um, this team will be interesting to watch. They gave um, they gave Ohio State a run for their money last year uh, in that game, I remember. Um, and it was a solid class, 46 nationally, but it was down from 28th last year. Uh, so they had they had a tumultuous uh, tumultuous year last year. And honestly, like uh, this is. Good. I think they've got a good program going. They just they got a lot of work to do to they get. Do. They got they got some. Uh, I was I was wrong on uh, what DJ Durkin is that his name? DJ Durkin. I was wrong on him. Um, I was I, I talked pretty highly of him in that episode, and there you know there's a lot of stuff that people just didn't know, and so that's a problem. I thought that um, oh what's his name? He was offensive coordinator at LSU Canada. Matt Canada took over and did an excellent job given the circumstances. And I'm shocked that Matt Canada doesn't have a head coaching job right now somewhere. He deserves it. He deserves one, absolutely. Um, as, you know, as interesting as his offenses may be at times. They also did a really good job of sticking in-state for recruitment. They got yes. seven guys out of this 19-people class. Out of Maryland. Out of right. Maryland alone. So they're mm -hmm. keeping it local. That's, that, And that was one of my things I remember talking about last year is if they can – if they lock down Maryland, D.C., that area – they're going to be trouble. And so we'll see. Uh, hopefully, Maryland, they've got a lot of stuff to overcome, but hopefully they'll be, they're back on the right track now. It, it's kind of interesting that you brought up Matt Canada as far as like be, being a guy that was renowned for, for a lot of years and then didn't get the job. Someone that, that kind of is the opposite, that, that came up really quickly and got a job, but then Good hasn't segue. really done much, <laughs> is PJ Fleck. Row the boat. What do you think about him? Um, I thought he did a good job uh, at the G5 level with Western Michigan, and I think he jumped the gun too early trying to move up to the Power 5. Minnesota would not have been my choice. When you have that up and coming at the G5 level, maybe he felt like, you know, sometimes coaches will jump ship when it's like they had a really good year and they realize the talent that they now have isn't as good as what it was. I mean, he had Corey Davis on that team, and so – Maybe they realize that, and so they try to take the first offer they can get and just try to keep clawing their way up. But I just really think he jumped the gun a little bit with Western Michigan. They're still a pretty dominant team right now. Um, and so, I don't know. I think he jumped the gun a little too early, and he's ended up in a situation that's probably not best for him. I agree. I, I don't think that P.J. Fleck is going to be the savior of the Minnesota program. Nope. But 
talking about the recruiting aspect. Yeah, sorry for bashing y'all, <laughs> which we'll probably do again in the recruit or in the preview series. We're just so giving you a taste yay. of it. But uh, they got uh, Jacob Clark, uh, six foot five, two hundred ten, two hundred ten pound, uh, pro style quarterback. Uh, he threw for th- uh, three thousand three hundred yards in his senior season. Wow. Uh, 31 touchdowns to, I think it was like seven interceptions. Not bad. Um, in, in Texas. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I thought that that's impressive. Um, maybe someone that, uh, you know, when d- if developed could maybe be the uh, the highlight uh, for this program. Uh, they, they ended up getting a lot of depth for a couple of positions in this class. Uh, another statistic to say even before I uh, get into that is I see they have 12 early enrollees. Wow. That's the most I've seen uh, out of any of these programs that, that I've covered. Wow. Uh, 12 early enrollees <laughs> and then 10 that wow. signed their letters of intent. Uh, they got a couple of really solid uh, defensive tackles uh, and Keontae uh, Shad, uh, who's actually a uh, Juco guy um, from Iowa, six foot three, 275 pounds, uh, number three uh, Juco t- uh, defensive tackle, not tight end. And then they got uh, JJ uh, Judith, uh, who's from uh, Illinois as well. And he, he is six foot seven. Wait, that's a, that's an offensive tackle. My eyes aren't working. Anyways, let's talk about this offensive tackle. <laughs> offensive tackle, six foot seven, three hundred and five pounds. Mm. Uh, just just those big boys. I, I feel like just this class has got a lot of six foot seven and up. Oh yeah, this uh, is a tall class. Very tall class. Uh, I, I haven't I haven't really done a lot of research on past recruiting classes, so kind of like to go back and look and see like some of the heights of these players coming in. But that does. I mean, I got some six seven guys that I'm gonna talk about soon so yeah there's some height right and and they got some other uh defensive tackles though um they, they did get three in this class uh they got the second is d'angelo carter uh, out of georgia and then they got a transfer from notre dame uh immediately eligible and micah du treadway uh six mm-hmm. foot four 300 pounds uh so they, they added that and then they ended up getting five cornerbacks uh, in this class as well, saw a need uh, and, and went after it. I yeah, guess. yeah, that that's huge. When a lot of teams really uh, didn't fill that need, so uh, PJ Fleck, uh, you know, he, he did all right. Uh, he got some depth for a few positions. Um, I don't expect to see a huge change uh, necessarily because of this class, but there's definitely some uh, some bright spots, and some of these kids are gonna have bright futures. All right, so the last team that I'm talking about is Illinois. Illinasty, coached by Lovey Smith. <sighs> okay. This team, this recruiting class, and I think it's just a really good look at the team, top heavy. They got three four-star guys. They got uh, Marquez Beeson, an athlete, 5'10", 177 pounds. I believe he'll be playing on the offensive side of the ball, kind of like a Rondale Moore light. Uh, another guy that will probably be on the offensive b- side of the ball in Isaiah Williams, 5'10", 170-pound, four-star guy. And then Shamond Cooper, a 6'2", 195-pound inside linebacker, four-star guy out of St. Louis. But they only signed 13 players. This entire recruiting class had 13 players. Wow. They have one other guy that's a hard commit that's not signed yet, in just or Josh Plore. Uh, he's also out of St. Louis, and they had three transfers. But even if you add the transfers and this hard commit, that's only 17. That's a very small class. And I, I talked about Lovey Smith last year, and I didn't think it was a good hire, and I just don't think it's a good hire. I mean, they ran off an excellent running back in Keyshawn Vaughn, um, who transferred away from there two years ago and has done fairly well for himself since then. Um, but other than that, I mean, just – this rec- now, don't get me wrong, this class isn't bad. They've got, you know, they're all three-star guys for the most part, and except for those four stars. So it's a solid class. You've got Seth Coleman, a 6'4", 200-pound defensive end. Uh, you have a did a Moses Akpala uh, out of St. Louis, 6'7", 250-pound defensive end, which this is something that I thought, and I talk about kind of like locking down an area, which for some schools it's hard, but one area that Illinois should try to lock down I think it even has an edge over Mizzou in, is the St. Louis area. Um, I think that Mizzou kind of focuses, should focus a little bit more towards the Kansas City side, but St. Louis is a 
freaking just hot spot for talent. There's a lot of guys out of St. Louis that are coming out. Um, but a lot of, the, you know, and so Illinois should should have first dibs on that. Uh, and they've done a fairly decent job at they it. they got three. Three? Drafts, three? Yeah. That's not bad. they got a 5,760-pound. Here's another one of those small they have listed as all-purpose. I think they have the all-purpose listed more as, like, receiving and running back more than being able to be a three-down back. I'm assuming that's kind of their um, – that's the way they look at it. It's a solid class, but I think that they're, – they're, now, their transfers, they got some solid transfers. Luke Ford, 6'6", 250-pound tight end. Uh, he might be eligible immediately. That's pending. He's coming from Georgia. Uh, you have Richie Pete, uh, Petitbon, 6'4", 308 pounds, coming from <laughs> Alabama. And then A.D. Miller, 6'3", uh, 192-pound wide receiver, coming out of o- Oklahoma. Wow. I'm – those, those transfers are interesting. Though. I'm interested why they're transferring from those schools, though. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, they're come. There's these great athletes that were at these great schools, but why are they leaving that great school to go to Illinois? Right. So it's interesting because uh, I can, uh, let's see, where's Luke? I'm just curious as to where Luke Ford is from. I'm not going to look at the other two. Uh, oh, well, he is from Illinois, so that makes sense why he would get want to go. Mama home. called. Mama called. Said, "Come home." Uh, Richie Petit Bond. I'm going to go with Petit Bond. Petit Bond. Petit Bond. I don't know. Uh, yeah, he's the only one from. The other two are from D.C. and Dallas. So that's interesting, to say the least. Um, I don't think Lovey Smith is there next year. I think M- Lovey Smith gets fired this year. He should get fired. He should year. get fired. He if it's get anything fired. like last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that is all I have for Illinois. <laughs> Sorry for bashing you guys for a brief amount of time. I'll do it again in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I don't know a whole lot about uh, Rutgers football Oof. outside of uh, – I know that uh, Greg Schiano did pretty good with, with the they Rutgers. They were a top-five team, man. Yeah. Uh, not not so much anymore. No. Finished uh, 14th in recruiting uh, in the Big Ten, uh, 62nd overall, down from 57th last year. Uh, they ended up getting uh, 19 players. They don't have any early enrollees, but they do got some uh, – uh, peanut butter and jelly, so to speak, and uh, Aaron Young and Karon Adams. Uh, th- they're similar size, five foot ten, about the 190, 200 uh, pound mark, uh, but they're just different role type players. Uh, for instance, Aaron Young, he- he's the guy that is, uh, some of the coaches have already evaluated him as being like, okay, he might be our kick returner mm-hmm. uh, this season. And also could be used in the slot, but he's the guy uh, in high school where he was in the backfield and he was had that great speed where he got to the edge, turned on the burners, and went the distance. Right. Um, so he he's one aspect, and then uh, to give him a breather, you put in Karon Adams, who is more of a true running back. Uh, it's it's interesting. Rutgers was the first Power Five program to offer him. I ended up getting a lot of uh, offers after that. Mm-hmm. Iowa came calling for him uh, pretty hard at the end. Uh, ended up uh, staying true to uh, his first overall offer. Interesting. Um, which I I, th- I think he's gonna be uh, you know a good role player for them. Probably probably not get as much playing time as Young, but but still be a very solid player for them. And then they got a uh, Donald Williams, seventy uh, fourth ranked safety, three star. Uh, and, and Donald Williams is someone that is is a hard hitter. Sometimes he takes bad angles. Um, in coverage, but I think with with some coaching, he he could be someone that that is a respectable safety. Uh, overall, looking through this class, a lot of three stars, not a whole lot of nationally ranked talent. Um, but hey, I mean, they do have three transfers. They do got three transfers. They do from Michigan, UCLA, uh, and UC- Boston College. Thank you, and uh, and those players. They did that uh, one from Michigan is a uh, a four star outside linebacker. And uh, his appeal is pending, but um, I don't know. I mean, Justin Fields. It's hard Fields, to tell yeah. with, with Rutgers. I don't yeah. know what I want to say. Yeah, I was going to say with Justin Fields, these pending, uh, they're kind of losing all credibility on making players sit out. Um, Rutgers is just in a weird spot. They're, they're, they have to go all in as an athletic department on football to be, to be dominant. I mean, they were dominant, man. They were great. Uh, but I, I don't think their athletic department is at a place where they want to go back all in on that again. Uh, so that is all for the recruiting breakdown today. Um, I don't really have anything else. 
going forward for at least this episode. I know next week we are going to be talking about uh, the Pac-12, and that is our last Power 5 school of the recruiting breakdown. After that, we get into the fun episodes. Uh, I really enjoy talking about the group of five schools and the independents outside of Notre Dame because they're essentially Power 5. Pretty much. Um, ACC school. I mean, yeah, they're essentially ACC. But, you know, so we'll be we'll be talking about the Pac-12 next week. Yay! Uh, talking about uh, Arizona State and Arizona and all that fun stuff. We don't stuff. have to talk about U of A. Uh, <laughs> we can leave them alone. Uh, I don't really have anything else. Uh, do you guys have anything? Just want to uh, just thank our producer, uh, Matthew E.D. Edson. He's just he really came in handy this episode. Man, I, 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 I love I love this show. I love working with you guys. Um, I'm, I'm really glad to see the show growing how it is. It has been growing. Uh, so can continue sharing this with your friends, especially if they're a friend of you know a fan of the school in this conference that we're doing, or even if they're not. It's just a really good way to learn about college football in this void of college football that we currently have. Um, I am excited for next week, um, and that is all that I have. Matt, you got anything? Just continue to subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening or watching the Piped Up Podcast. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.